Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is a good day. We get to check in with the managing editor of the Lutheran Witness. Take a look at the August issue of the Lutheran Witness today. Looking forward to doing that. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Roy Askins, managing editor of the Lutheran Witness. Pastor Askins, thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you for having me again. Appreciate it. So it is time to uh, to open up and look the look at the August 2020 issue of the Lutheran Witness. Should be on our coffee tables by now. Should have made it to our inboxes, our, our mailboxes by this point, and had a chance to to look at it. We've already taken a look at the uh, searching the scriptures um, back in the back of Lutheran Witness. Looking forward to digging more into the August 2020 issue. What's the theme this month in the August 2020 issue? The theme this month is necessary conversations, religion and politics. Uh, we figured, you know, there are two things you're not supposed to d- discuss in polite conversation, religion and politics. So we decided to hit them both all in the same issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's brave. Uh, tackle both of the things. Might as well. To, at least that, that our culture tells us we're not supposed to talk about. Exactly. So, so why, why tackle these two forbidden topics of conversation? Well, I mean, here's the thing. As we've watched over the various election cycles over the last, I don't know, it seems like 10 years, and maybe it's just because I'm becoming more of an adult and getting more involved in such things, but it really feels like the conversations that we've had around politics especially have just gotten really uh, polarizing. People get really angry and bitter and have really hard conversations. And the whole purpose of this issue was to ground people in the reality that their identity as Christians, as the children of God, as Lutherans, is the fundamental identity. And we can ag- agree and disagree on some of the politics surrounding that, but our fundamental identity is in Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so the whole purpose of this issue is to give uh, our readers a framework for how do we actually then go and talk to our neighbors talk to our fellow Christians uh, about politics in ways that allow us to still have conversations the next day and not to be so bitter and angry that we like ban each other on Facebook or whatever, but actually continue to have conversations and love one another uh, in spite of the fact that we might disagree on our political uh, political ideas. I think that's so, so necessary. And it, I, I I feel like this comes up every single election season uh, and every single election season. We're like, oh, it's so much worse than the last one. And maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Uh, but because we avoid these topics, uh, it, it's so hard to come together and talk about them because we never do. <laughs> so then we just always end up arguing. And it just uh, gets worse and worse. Like, it, right. Like we just continue to polarize further and further. Yeah, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to just kind of bring it all out in the open and actually have these conversations and so much more of that is is happening too on on social media that mm-hmm. uh that we're starting to to actually talk about this stuff and actually you know bring our our faith into these conversations there uh there are some articles about that in here mm-hmm. uh share with us some of the articles that we'll be able to read so we have some uh, articles that discuss the the actual topic of politics and religion and how these relate and interact with each other. There's actually two of these that kind of hit this topic. Um, one is by Dr. Robert Benet, who is um, a, a professor of theology. I think he also teaches with the Institute of Lutheran Theology. Um, 
But he discusses, uh, or the title of his article is One King, Two Kingdoms. And, and it's important to, and he, he makes the important point here that's kind of really that drives the entire issue, once again, as I mentioned, is that our identity in Christ is foundational and fundamental. And the rest of our conversations and, and relationships grow out of that fundamental relationship with Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so we can disagree about some of the political issues, but at the same time still come and be united around our one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, doctor, the other issue that talks about, or other article that talks about um, religion and politics and kind of where how these two connect uh, is actually Dr. Uh, Jill Bierman, who's a professor at the seminary in, uh, in St. Louis. And he talks about how you can't enter the voting booth without your faith. Of course, you know, and I, I mentioned this in my letter to the letter from the editor in the beginning of the issue, we're not here to tell people how to vote. But the reality is, as the people of God, as Christians, we can't enter that voting booth apart from our faith. The choices we're going to make are going to be a consequence of what we believe. And Dr. Bierman does a great job of pointing this out and helping people think about this. He actually comes up with this neat little triage there towards the end of his article about, as I'm looking to vote, how do I make my decisions about voting in relation to my faith? And he makes the great point that as Lutherans, as Christians, uh, we don't vote for ourselves. Our vote isn't for me. My vote is actually for my neighbor. How do I best serve my neighbor by the way I vote? And that actually changes the whole conversation about politics and how, who I'm voting for and why. I'm not voting for the proposals and things that appeal to me and that I think are going to provide the most benefit to me, but I'm actually voting for the proposals and the candidates and the people that will serve my neighbor the best. I thought that was an excellent insight by Dr. Uh, Dr. Bierman. Hmm. Always, uh, he always provides some great insights for us, and I'm <laughs> yeah. glad to see that uh, he's a contributor this month. Uh, other contributors in this month's issue. So we also have a couple of articles on how to have polite conversations. I know it sounds kind of silly <laughs> that we have to have this come up, but like you said, it comes up every election cycle. And so uh, we had a couple of articles on polite conversations. Um, uh Peter Slayton, who is the communication or a social media manager for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, uh, wrote an article about having polite conversations on social media. And he also, once again, getting back to this fundamental point of the issue, is that the conversations we're having on Facebook are a reflection of who we are in Christ Jesus. And so as we get ready to fire off that angry missive and let that person really have it, we should really stop and reflect, how does this actually reflect who I am in Christ Jesus? Is this a reflection of my identity as a child of God? And that identity comes first and foremost as we have these conversations. Uh, Dr. Moss, Corey Moss, uh, who is a professor in, at Hillsdale College, uh, gives a little bit of a background of uh, polite conversation, political conversation, how these all tie together, and how uh, they're all connected. If you look at the words behind polite and political and, and uh, all these various things, community and communication, these are all tied together uh, as part of what it means to be a polite community, as we actually are a political community, is that we're actually able to have conversations about these difficult topics. So he does a great job of offering some advice there. Uh, the last two articles, uh, one was is by Andrew Egger, who is a reporter or writer for a website called The Dispatch, a political website called The Dispatch. And he gives some wonderful advice on how to read the news as a Lutheran. Uh, what are the various 
types of media? What are they trying to do? How do you look at these in such a way that you can say, here's kind of their bias, here's their emphasis, here's how I read this and gather information from it that's helpful for me in, in making my decisions politically about who I'm going to vote for. And then finally, the last article uh, is an article I wrote called One Thing is Necessary, and that's about finding um, our comfort in Jesus Christ in the midst of all the anxiety and trouble and things going on around us. How do we continue to find our comfort in Christ Jesus and him crucified? So many, so many. Good, I want to just like go read this right now. So many good articles about uh, all of these, uh, all of these uh, very practical things for us to keep in mind over the next few months and probably all the time as well, since uh, we live in a society that continually has these elections and political conversations <laughs> and, and to understand where our identity is in Christ and how that does affect uh, how we live in this society. It's such good stuff. Uh, I also want to know more about the uh, new Lutheran Witness website. This is a, a new thing for you now. Tell us about this new website. Sure. So the Lutheran Witness for the longest time was under the banner of The Reporter. So The Reporter is a publication of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod that talks, uh, shares the news and events going on throughout the LCMS. Uh, and it's at reporter.lcms.org. Uh, or, you know, great website, great content there. Um, at the Lutheran Witness, we tend to focus more on the theological content and the teaching. And previously, we had a kind of like a column in the reporter. Well, this last month in July, we got our very own website, witness.lcms.org. Very excited to uh, be doing this. We have a lot of great content going on at the website. We started a new uh, couple of series of articles where we have authors that will write uh, articles that get published every other week for you know two or three months so that you can come back and and get back into the series. We've got a couple of those going. And then we've got some great regular contributors. Uh, for instance, Rachel Bomberger, who you, whom you guys know well, the former mm -hmm. editor of The Luther Witness, is writing for us every month, as well as Pastor Whedon is writing for us every month. Um, Dr. Veith's articles. So everybody, one of the f favorite uh, columns that people really, really like in the print edition of the Lutheran Witness is Dr. Veith's columns. Well, now he's publishing all of the stuff online with us first, so it's actually more timely, more up to date. And then we take a couple of those articles and summarize them into the article we publish in the print magazine now. So you can actually get Dr. Veith's articles ahead of time on <laughs> witness.lcms.org. So I encourage people to do that. Um, We've got some, like I said, some great regular contributors and then also sharing content uh, like we would normally do from the print magazine there on the website as well. And uh, this last uh, month, we actually had a letter to the editor contest. We had a couple of winners for that letter to the editor contest, and they're going to be receiving the Lutheran Witness online gift reading package, which includes coffee mug, um, a coaster, a battery pack for charging your phone because you're going to be spending hours reading this online content. <laughs> and then that we're actually giving them some Lutheran roasted coffee as well. We've nice. got some coffee from a couple of Lutheran coffee roasters that we'll be, um, that we'll be giving, uh, giving out as well. So these two guys are well equipped and ready to uh, read more Lutheran Witness online. And not only reading it, but there's also some audio content as well, right? Oh, yes, that's right. How could I forget this? <laughs> Our podcast partners, kvo.org. Uh, so we actually also are um, 
Every one of the articles is published as a separate podcast, so you can listen to every of the, each of the articles online as well. So KFUO is uh, wonderfully helping with us, uh, helping us with this, partnering with us on hosting these podcasts. And you can go to iTunes, subscribe at iTunes. You can find everything also on kfuo.org slash witness. Uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find it. Um, and uh, in fact, I read a lot of the articles, but a couple of our authors, uh, including Rachel Bomberger and... Um, Adam Kuntz, who is doing one of our series, have actually been reading their own articles too. So if you get bored with my voice, there's more voices out there to listen to as well. <laughs> Outstanding. And we are, we are just uh, thrilled to be partnering together on that, to be able to share the, uh, the audio content of Lutheran Witness. Outstanding. Really uh, just uh, glad to be able to, to work together on this and, and share those stories. And I, you know, we're due to check in with Pastor Kuntz and, uh, and uh, I believe Pastor Sutton as well. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, keep up with their columns as well. Yeah. Pastor Askins, thank you so much for joining us today on the Coffee Hour. Excited to, uh, to take a look at the August issue of The Lutheran Witness. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to be on again. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Mm -hmm.